August the 9th, 1978. I'm just annoyed about something for some reason. I'm not sure <laughs> what. just looking at me and so, That was such know. a nice date read as it well. Was, Are you right. annoyed that we're going to have to it talk was, about Garfield? Yeah. Come August, on. <sighs> come on. That's fair. August. Do we? Do you want me to do the date first? Or, or is the date done? Make your mind up. Okay. August. <laughs> I'm oh. going to get out of this chair <laughs> and I'm going to go back upstairs and I'm going to go back to bed. Oh, you can give it, but you can't take it. Is that what, is that what this is? Oh, oh, I don't care about producing a product. I no, just I just, to do I just this. choose not to. August the 9th, 1978. Come on, Garfield, snap out of this deep blue funk. So what if a dog moved in? You can handle it. Cheer up. Take me now, Lord. Oh, my word. Mm. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to I Don't Like Mondays. It is the internet's best husband and wife unedited weekly Garfield rebu- rebuke podcast. Rebu- it's a Garfield rebuke <laughs> It podcast. is. It's a Garfield rebuke podcast. <laughs> I might podcast. start calling it that. Yeah, I think so. Um, lovely Dave Ballmer, friend of the show, referred to it as a Garfield avoidance podcast. It is, actually. Which yeah. uh, I like. Uh, we are the... We, we basically take about 45 minutes to avoid talking about don't, Garfield. No spoilers. People might be, oh, maybe, maybe today's the day where they just crash straight into the gut. They get to the good stuff. I don't have to fast forward 45 minutes of bump. I'm here for one thing and one thing only, and that's Guy and Cat talking about Garfield. If only I knew which voice was Guy's and is which this, voice was Cat's. Is this going to be the episode that you actually prepared content for? Well, which, which voice is Guy's, which voice is Cat's? Oh, I'm Cat. Hello. Hello, I'm Guy. I, I didn't prepare content, so what happened? Was a, a you, thing you prepared. Content. I did not. I did. You take ordinarily. That. We just sit down and have zero idea whatsoever about Listen, what you, what horseshit is going to emerge. You, you take that back. Never, I, I prepared. Never. Nothing. You have prepared. I have. Content. Do not accuse me of having prepared content. If I had prepared this, it would be better. What happened? What? I was out in the. Thought it was going to be a little quiz. Then can it be a quiz? What? What happened was. Yeah. Um. Okay. What happened was A, B, or C. A, I saw a Pomeranian with a bow tie behaving mischievously. B, I had a phone call from my parents that didn't go as expected. Or C, I found a collectible trading card um, just in isolation in an amusing position. I want it to be A, but I suspect that it's B. Right. So what happened was, it wasn't preparing for content. I, a thing happened. You remember, things happened. A thing happened. Things stopped happening a few years ago, didn't they? They really did. just stopped happening. And I, well, that's because um, Star Scourge Radan is holding the stars back. Oh. Oh, I see. Yeah. So something happened, and I thought, well, I want to talk to Catherine about this. But also, this is a perfect thing to talk about live on air. Um, oh, it's not live because I'm listening to this later, guy, and it's well, it's happy. It's a different. Uh, you know what I mean. Don't be difficult. And and I thought <gasps> this would be. I want to be difficult. No, I was. That wasn't you. Obviously, you're going to be like. I'm not going to tell you to be difficult any more than I'm not going to tell the sea to be dry. I just <laughs> like I. I have. No- Are you saying I'm not difficult? What? You just said, I'm I, not going to tell you to be difficult. I, I thought I said, I'm not going to tell you not to be difficult. No. Well, You're saying I'm not difficult. No, I'm You not. admitted I'm, perfe- not. I'm perfectly reasonable. And a delight. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, no. 
No, you're neither. Oh and, dear, and you come for the best, you better be prepared. I don't know what I've come for, but it's not the best. I have come for something, something unusual and strange, sold only when the the doors are shuttered and the candles are snuffed. The night and the, market. And the proprietor looks cagily from mm. side to side before reaching under his counter, opening a plastic bag. Uh, well, a, a, warm, bag. a warm desert wind sweeps the smell of spices and oases uh, into the small night market. Uh, long, striped canvases are draped across the streets. The sound and hustle and bustle of busy commerce fills your ears. Hark, there in the corner, in a dim-lit alley, a suspicious-looking man is gesturing towards the unusual potions and herbs spread out upon his table. You're a dim-lit, like something small and dim. (laughs) you, you, You walk over suspiciously. I've got some problems for you. He intones in a cockney accent. In a bag is you. Yeah. Just grinning with two thumbs up in our Hello. I'm going to make things difficult. Yes. So, no. I was all ready to record a podcast a couple of days ago, and you were like, oh, no, I'm doing something else. I think it was work. I think it was literally work. That doesn't sound like it. Like my actual day job. I thought you were painting that flower. Oh yeah, I've done that. You were, you, were, you were fanning yeah, about in some done. description. And so it's it, it we, we were unable to have this conversation. And then you turned that into like you sort of converted that into guy is preparing guy is planning. Guy is writing a script. Guy is rehearsing in the evenings when he thinks I can't hear. And if I was planning for anything, if I had rehearsed things, more fool me. Because I know the second I plan for something, or the second I try and do anything, you'll be here like, oh, nice balloon you've got there. <laughs> Would be a shame if somebody just had a whoopee cushion. No, carry on. No, I'm listening. I'm listening to your prepared content. Oh, it's not prepared. Fine. Tell us all about what happened. Well, what, I don't... what did a happen do? No, I, I don't want to. No. Well, I want to know. Well, I don't want to. I want to talk about other things. I want to talk no, about... No, I want to know what you were going to say. I'm, I want to talk about how delicious this glass of water is. Mmm, mmm, mmm. You can really taste the um, hydrogen. Yes. Look now. Now this comes from somebody who does a mime podcast. We can't have a podcast that just you and I looking at each other. I'm waiting for you to tell us all about about way. whatever this thing was. Right. Couple of days. Hang on. Cover time. Oh, guy is taking one of his brain pills. That's not covering time, that's taking a small sentence. He's taking a drink of water to have his brain pill. Did you put a clown nose on there? No, I didn't put a clown nose there on there. There we go. We've marked, we've marked that marked the medication the has been taken. Right, listen here, you. I'm listening. So, I was out and about. You know me, I'm out and about. I'm slithering, getting around corners. I'm looking at things. Is this a tree? Oh, maybe I'm in a tree. Maybe I'm looking at a tree. What's that in your window? Don't know, but it's going to get peeps at. Just slithering about, you know, moving around. Corners and nooks, you know. All right, Michael McIntyre. Moving from... What? You take that back first. What's what this all about? Well, nothing. I just thought I was... Setting the scene. Yeah, slithering, getting about the place. And um, because I don't have my ringtone on my phone, 
because why would I? Um, I had Do you remember when we all used to spell, like, spend money on rings? Well, I mean, I, have, yeah, I think you, I never bought one. You paid £5 for the crazy frog ringtone, if I, I recall correctly. Bada ba ding ba 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 did not see. I remember when the crazy the frog test. was the insanity test. The picture of a, of a race, picture car, of a race car, which was the funniest. It was thing the I've funniest ever seen. thing I've yes. ever seen, and I distinctly recall laughing so hard at that, and like, I actually cried. I am. Um, I had a computer program that could connect the Nokia thirty three ten to your computer via USB, and you could edit the Nokia logo pixel Ooh. by pixel to make your own little thing. Oh. Well, not it's not a fancy thing. Yeah, it's fancy. A, a, a bit of cracked software in the nineties is not yeah. a particularly fancy thing, Kathy. I had like an old Motorola. I think was my first phone. We had a big. Oh old no, Motorola. my very first phone was was on Cellnet. I can't remember what it was. It was a I big remember my parents thing. having a couple of big old like ninety nine. I want to say there's a picture of me on Facebook. Ninety nine um, from a school play, which was I think a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory play, but like in a a proper junior school small person situation. And I'm in a little suit, and I've got Aww. one of those massive, massive old cool mobile phone. phones. Oh, a really big mobile. A really big we, mobile. We had a mobile phone in the, like, I want to say the 80s and 90s, but it was a car phone. Ooh. So it was, like, um, one of those <coughs> big, massive ones that was basically the size of a suitcase and um, was kind of attached to it. Like, it was in a cradle by the side of the transit, like, because my dad had a transit van for, like, because that was his job. He, he, was, he was a transit van. He was a transit van driver. Um like he he moved stuff around. For, for <laughs> People didn't want him to. They had to pay him yeah, to stop. Like small, Leave it. But it was like an enderman. He used to import tropical fish. But anyway, um, yeah, and um, like that was like the earliest I remember of like a hands-free as well. It was very exciting to be able to phone home on the. I can still see it now, like the kind of really big chunky buttons that lit up from the back. Anyway, about hands-free systems in cars, they just be like those little weird microphones hidden about in places. Yeah, peculiar. Um, that's why Motorola is called Motorola. Is it? Because it's a Victor roller for the motor. My goodness. So like a... Um, it's called my car phone warehouse. It's called car phone warehouse. Because yeah. it was a car phone. Yeah. And the warehouse was yeah. how big you'd have to have a car be to phone a put in. Never even occurred to me that like what what that phone was using. It was the old 1G or whatever it was, I suppose. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that would relate to. I don't to. know. No, it was just for the technology that was using it. But as I say, it was like definitely in the sort of 80s and 90s we had one in the van. So anyway. I had... Three missed calls from my mother's oh, mobile. Oh no! Three. Oh no! Immediate calls. anxiety. The last time, Who's died? the last time I spoke to my parents midway through the phone call, my mum said, "Oh, should we tell him about your fall?" It's like, right, what's this now? What is it with parents and doing that? This was my father was bringing some coffee upstairs with a tray, uh, stumbled and took the tray to his forehead and face, and got blood everywhere. And all of that, <gasps> and that was that was several days ago. And I was talking to my what brother. What is it with boomer parents? I was talking to my brother about this, and he said, "Yeah, I found out about the same time as you." And they say, "Oh, but we didn't want to make you anxious." Well, I'm anxious now, but I'm also anxious and cross. That's worse. Mm. Tell me at the time, and yeah, I'll be anxious. Tell me a week later, I'll be anxious and mad. Yeah. Um. So I thought, well, fuck me running. Three missed calls. Mm. Oh that's that's not good. Phoned my mum. This call is like currently unavailable. Oh God, Phone yeah. my mum again. The line was busy again. Yeah. I tried three times. The line was busy every single time. Oh no! Anxiety I thought, okay, ramping up. I'm gonna phone. I'm gonna phone the the landline at my parents' house to see what's happening. My dad answers. Hello. I've had three missed calls from you. I thought you were dead. No, I'm fine. Did you know that if you take the year you were born 
and add your age, you get 2022. And this is the only time that that's true. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Some fucking forward, forward, forward misunderstanding of the fact that your age is always going to be the Whatever difference between now, now and, and, and when, when you, you were, were born. born. Because that's what age measures. Is that it? That was it. Three missed calls. Fuck me. Because my dad... And I was like, well, Dad, first of all, I thought you died. Secondly, you know that's always true. Ah, but is it though? Well, no, it's not always going to be 2022, but it's always going to be now. In 2020, if you take your your age and add it to the year you were born, you'd get 2020, depending on what time of year you were adding it, whether it was pre or post birthday. (coughs) This is, and this actually ties into something that I touched on briefly a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, eventually, my mum, the reason my mum's line was, was engaged, she was on the phone to my elder brother telling him this, who was saying the exact same thing to her. This is how age works. It has been forwarded to them by the man who took me on my Duke of Edinburgh gold expedition. Um, a very, very religious man who proudly posted a picture of his grandchild standing in front of a cross in his front garden with his arms outspread. And his legs, like, his legs crossed correctly. And he was like, look, he's even got the feet right. Uh, yeah, strange old man. Your entire family. He wasn't I'm sorry my, to say. This man is not my family. And, and associated my, my, adults. My, my family and, and, and MISC a, satellites. And MISC satellites is, I am sorry to say, batshit. Now, I, listen... My family aren't responsible for the weird satellites, the old mad racists. Uh, My family is batshit. I freely admit it. You will feel much better when you freely admit and acknowledge and come to terms with the fact that your entire family and associated MISC satellites is batshit. No, no, the the associated MISC thing, I've got nothing to... It's the family too. I've never not said that they're a slightly peculiar lot. Batshit. Mine are batshit too. I have never There's no not, shame in it. I've it's never, just it's just I the reality of it. I didn't say that there was shame in it. I've 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 long said that they're a peculiar lot and a, and a somewhat credulous <laughs> bunch when it comes to forwarded emails sometimes. But I, I think that's a generational thing, and and I think like I think it's bonkers, isn't it? What like even a fraction of a second's critical thinking. Well, I think the problem is you hear that and then you do it yourself. And then you're sort of amazed by the fact that it's true. Is it a bit And like... then it being true, it's it 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 goes onto a slightly different path. So you then don't think, okay, how do I how do I disprove this or how do I like you know apply rigorous thought to this? You just go, Oh, it's true in this instance. And because it's framed as this is the only time this is true, which I guess is technically true if you're saying that to somebody in twenty twenty two, but that's semantics that I don't think the argument deserves. No, it's not. It's just it, and it, it, three months from now, the entire web page or Facebook page or whatever it is will pivot to, to selling hard, something. hard right or selling vitamin pills. Well, this is why I... One of the reasons I wanted to mention it, partly in the, oh my God, why are boomer parents like why, this? What, Both why? in the sense of, oh, we had a fall. Yeah. It's three months later and now we're telling you. But also in the sense of, three missed calls and not a text to say, don't worry about this. This is just something that that strange Keith mentioned to us and we've become infatuated To be fair to my mum, she will usually, if phoning, say, 
she'll either leave me a voicemail or she'll follow up with a text and say, don't worry, just calling about, with absolutely no punctuation. Mm. <laughs> Several mis- misappropriated emojis yeah. or, or, or inappropriate there's no, emojis. Yeah, there's like, my mum has discovered emojis in the last few years. Um, but yeah, like there's sometimes... The cry-laugh like, emoji to announce a death. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. When like, when a lot of the olds thought that lo- at lol meant lots of, lots love. of love. Well, I, when I first Sad to LOL, hear this, Brenda, he was... A he good man. He had, he had a long life and a good innings, but we are all very sad to see him go, lol, <laughs> <laughs> the Dixon family. Lol, lol, lol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's very basic, but also very funny to me. R-O-F-L being reading obituary for brackets his, close brackets, life. So partly it was that, and partly... I've seen Alan Sugar post about this. Alan Sugar posted that exact, or rather quote tweeted, that exact thing. It was like a screenshot of a Facebook post. And Alan Sugar, an actual millionaire member of the House of Lords... He, didn't he start off with like 20 million or something? Didn't he get a massive Oh, God, yeah. Quote tweeted yeah. almost so he's not. He's not, he's one of those people who's like, he's got no, no he, benefit. He or... quote tweeted that with, seems strange... Dim as anyone else. Seems strange, but it's true. And it doesn't seem strange, though. Because your age is the difference your age between is now the... and then. <laughs> How fucking... What? If you say... Here, now, Catherine. The no, thing Catherine, is, they'll Catherine. double no, no, down. No, 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 don't. They'll no, double don't, down. Don't, 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 no, let me, let me finish. Let no, me, let I'm me not finish. going to let you let finish. finish. I'm not if going you to let you finish. A, if you set a timer now for 45 minutes, then in 45 minutes' time, your timer will go off. Yeah, well... Seems strange. But true. But it's true. <laughs> This this is the only podcast that you can say that, isn't it? Isn't it? You this can't is say the, anything now. This is you can't say, can't anything, say anything now. Fuck me, running. I'm mean, I'm a member of a comedian's Facebook group, which always a mistake. And there's somebody who's got a podcast called Trigger Nometry, and obviously I'm never going to listen like to the, it. The 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 title alone made me yeah. do such no, a full it. body cringe that I'm pretty sure my bum swallowed this cushion. Yeah. As as they say, put a gun to my head and tell me to listen to it and I'll wrestle you for the gun, you coward. <laughs> I like it's going to be exactly like, oh, we interviewed um Hitlersaurus with his hilarious comedy routine. You can't say that anymore about why he's been banned from going within 100 feet of a school. You can't say that, and you, and it's it's gonna be that. Yeah, and, I, and then like, the, the comedian will give like a kind of ten minute diatribe about how he was cancelled for, um, for using pronouns, and conveniently allied the six month hate campaign and stalking that <laughs> he's that he's committed against an underage trans boy or something like yeah, that. It's like and you're just like, oh I can't do anything now. If if the, I know see the thing is I'm not even making up a guy to get mad at you're, then. You're that, that, happened. that happened. That happened. I mean no, not, not, not precisely. Yeah, not there, precisely. There was an Irish teacher yeah, I'm 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 eliding the details. The, the that is I am not saying it is that specific yes. person. Allegedly, 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 etc etc. None of those allegations as far well, as I'm aware. Also, made, if you're, but if, it's the principle. If you if you are from the, the trigonometry trigonometry podcast and you're listening to this and you think well guys not giving us a fair shift if he actually listened he'd find that we're quite you know we we interrogate these ideas and we match them and we don't give everybody a free ride i'd say you lose all goodwill by calling your podcast trigonometry because yep. uh, that's inherently appealing to the right-wing grifter scumbags um 
Yeah, I, just much. every time I see them post, like oh, I just can't, like I can't think of a circumstance why I'd want to listen. Do they not? To that. Does everyone like politely kind of go? Oh no! Um, go bless us. Somebody recently responded um, with like, "I can't believe you're not ashamed of your fucking grift," which was nice. Wow. Yeah. Um, because yeah. Uh, where was I going with this? Oh, can't say that anymore. And yeah, Alan Sugar being like, seems strange. Welcome to the Nina cast. Um, seems strange, but it's true. And you're like, my... Oh, you, you're in the House of Lords. And you're dumb as a bag of rocks. A lot of them are. You stupid motherfucker. Posting your credulous tweets about fucking photoshopped pictures of the moon where the moon's got a bloke's face and a turban and and you're saying oh it seems strange but it looks legit no it, it- i think you know what that would be quite funny if you could like photoshop jacob Rees-Mogg's face on the moon and then spread it around right wing circles there's a plan by left wingers to deface the moon by putting jacob Rees-Mogg's face on it and rude words and then see how far it would go. Well, it's like the the thing people used to take great delight doing in tweeting Donald Trump a picture of Fred West saying, my uncle is a huge fan of yours. Uh, he works in so-and-so and he'd love it if you could give this a retweet. Or um, there was that a former serviceman in America who went on a spree shooting killing police officers in, in LA because of the bad that that particular fucking mafia, the LA police is. Um, not that I applaud blah, 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 but, he, you know, he's a, he's a, a known figure who was like, this is this is too much, this is very wrong. And so well, somebody, all of that is wrong. All of that is wrong, yes. Somebody tweeted a picture of him in his full, <coughs> Excuse me. full ceremonial military <coughs> gear being like, hey, on, you know, National So-and-So Day, I'd love a retweet for this picture oh, of my wow. uncle. And, oh, and, you know, wow. getting people to do that. And if this were regular features, uh, this is where I'd become Steve Hogarty and say, now we're on a choose-your-own-adventure. That's not what Steve Hogarty sounds like. It's not. I don't know what that is. Your dad. No. Don't don't, don't workshop your impressions on this podcast. I will. So help me, I will workshop my impressions. Um, And it would be a little choose-your-own-adventure if you got to try and trick uh, Alan Sugar. But I've prepared nothing in, in spite of... Your you insistence. I did not prepare content. I had a thing that I wanted to talk to you about, and you were all, "Oh, I can't do that. I don't want." Oh, well, you know, I was that was busy. No, you were stuff. like, oh, "I'm too busy eating this. Uh, put a pie inside two slices of bread." Would you eat a pack of pie inside two slices of bread? Fuck yes. White, white, I don't flappy, know why you were saying flappy it like white that. bread, buttered with a pucker pie inside. Would it, it have to be flappy white bread, like the really cheap oh, white bread? If you can't put that, the in kind of bread. white bread that you have to have for a bacon sandwich. Yes, it has to be flappy. The white bread that if you chew it for thirty seconds, it becomes just pure cane sugar. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be a packet of your standard Hovis or King's Mile. Kings? Did you just call it King's Mile? King's Mile. Did you just call it King's Mile? Yeah. That's now your nickname in the group chat. No, I did it intentionally. King's that, Mile. That wasn't... Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, the Puppet oh. Master speaks. <laughs> now, no, listen, you've, you've got me in a double bind here, because even though I know full well that I chose to say King's Mile as a choice, anything oh, I say right is, going to, King's Mile. is going to you sound should... like... Don't put in the paper that I got mad. You shouldn't have said Kingsmile. But I didn't get mad. You did get mad, please and it is in the paper. don't put it in the paper that I got mad. <laughs> 
you did say King's Mile. And and the second you say like, oh, the the great puppet King's Mile Broad. Yes, that you buy it as do. Actually, King's Mile Broad <laughs> might be a barbecue. Man. There's there's <sighs> no way, there's no way I can protect myself from this no. now. You have you have unleashed your ultimate. <laughs> you you know what happened? You 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 took the the trembling package away from the obscene dimly lit salesman mm. who counted his ill-gotten wares. Oh, all right, yeah, go blimey, lovely. And you, you, you wandered back out into the bazaar and, curious, you opened up the bag. A leering face emerged, That's how I seem to going, where? I appear to have bought a shitlord again. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Souring milk and ruining anecdotes. <laughs> That is my tagline now. It's it's like souring ha- milk and ruining anecdotes. It's it's like having. I'm going to put that on my Twitter bio. That's your Bumble profile. It's yeah. like having a wristwatch that you think <clears throat> is a good idea, but whenever you go to a nice meal, it makes fart noises whenever you're about to speak, like really bummy fart sounds. That would be quite funny. Well, see, that's the thing. So yeah, I um I I genuinely and sincerely thought that my father was very poorly because I had three missed calls mm. in short succession from my mum, and then her mobile was going straight to a voicemail, and that because was a, she was telling your brother because she was telling my brother that if you add how old you are to when you were born, you get now because how old you are is the difference is between the difference. now and when you were born, and when you were born is now minus how old you are. Was it all the lead in the petrol, do you think? It must have been. It's a genuine question. Oh, like, I, I... Is there a sort of just a particular kind of smooth-brained sort of... Hey, do not accuse my parents no, of No, 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 I'm accusing that entire generation, collectively. <laughs> because that was a smooth-brained thing to do. <laughs> nary you know, this nary is, a ripple. This is, yeah. Oh, yeah, Keith told us this, and it's, it's true. Yeah, but... It's also, it's nothing. Forward, 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 forward. Pass this on to ten people. You won't believe what happens. Here's a here's a pixelated image of a Japanese lady on Facebook. Click like to see what happens. And then it just sends a message to everyone you're friends with on Facebook saying, Keith Buy liked this image. Yes. Buy these special supplement Wait, medicines. Pills. You won't believe... Doctors hate this one weird trick. We're veering dangerously close into my clickbait rant, which I know I've had on this podcast on more than one occasion. And it's Catherine, she is mates with Ant. Guy is gesturing towards his open palm and suggesting that there is an ant on it. A single ant. How flat can you get your hand? Well, as flat as I need it to. But like at 90 degrees to your arm. What do you mean? Like that? So what like your wrist, you your, no, your wrist is at ninety degrees to your arm. Right. How flat can you get your hand? My wrist is at ninety degrees to my arm. Yeah. So bend it like that. How flat can you get your hand? Hmm. No, without. Well, I, I know a jaunty yeah, fifty a, degrees. That's a jaunty. That's jaunty. If I, oh, that's a bit. That's jaunty. This is again. This is worse radio than the fruit colours game, which is a, which is a <laughs> very good game. The fruit colours game is a really a game good of fruits game. and colours. Can we have a game of that, but with like jelly babies, or um, I, now, and then I get to eat them. Uh, rank these sweets for me, right? Jelly tots. Rank. Creepy. I so Catherine just did a weird hypermobile thing, and I thought that what. Creepy. So she's she's got her oh, she's got her forearms up, and then her arms just splayed backwards. 
It's awful. Um, <laughs> of her arms, her hands. And I thought what you were doing was being like a needle on a gauge. That you no, need to okay, take but I can do. No, I don't want you to do oh, that because okay. it horrifies me. Okay. Watching my wife turn herself into a sort of flesh pretzel. Hey! Well, that's what you're doing. You're being all joints and elbows and hinges where there shouldn't be joints, elbows well, or hinges. Well, there are. It's, it's not my fault they don't work properly. It's like blood bomb, but instead of eyes on the inside, it's bloody hinge. Give bend. me your sweets to rank. Give Let's get sw- this over with. Fuck, oh, someone's keen to think about Garfield. Oh, no, that's true. I've just, I'd genuinely forgotten that we're going to have to talk about Garfield at some point. Jelly Tots. I'm really disappointed. Oh, Jelly Tots are amazing. I love Jelly but, Tots. Oh, jelly Tots were my exam suite of oh, choice. I fucking love Jelly. Should we get some Jelly Tots? So I, I always used to get loads of packet, little, you know, the little mini ones. You mm. get a mini packet Jelly Tots, um, and I would take those in with me in my clear plastic pencil case, which I still have somewhere upstairs that I used for all of my exams, from my GCSEs up to my uh, university finals. Um, and um, I would always have, I might have mentioned this before, a little pot of Body Shop strawberry lip balm oh, yes, and a little packet of Jelly Tots. Um, and I would like, that was like my little break whenever what I was doing. I needed a, you know, 30 second just reset. I would put a little bit of lip balm on and Time have a Jelly Tot. break. Yeah, and then just have some Jelly Tots while I was working. So Jelly Tots for me, I do I do love them and they've not been tainted by um, by exams because although exams are incredibly stressful, I was, I was always quite good at them and I didn't find them massively Troublesome. If, so. if there's going to be a derail like this with each suite I mention, we'll, obviously there is. We'll, this whole podcast is a derail. We'll, what? I've planned this. Look, see, see, look. you did plan content. Look, here's my. Um... <coughs> Guy has picked up a book and now he is pretending to write things on it. No, I'm not pretending to write things on it. This is my what plan. What did you write? For the podcast. Is it a bum? Yeah, yeah, he's written the word piz. Uh, I got work. a message from. Um, Friend of the podcast, John Longblythe, saying it was delightful um, hearing me burst into giggles when just presenting you with a bit of paper that said "piss off," um, which is true. It's a delightful thing to do it's, as well. It's very um, funny. If you ever, it's like a, it's that famous koan. If you ever meet Catherine in the road, hand her a post-it note that says "piss off. off." Yeah. So, jelly Sweets. tots, jelly tots, rainbow drops. Never mad came. Never mad came. Well, I just there were just a nothing. Like they're they're, sh- they're, they're the powdery ones. No, so it's like um, the sugary it's, ones. It's puffed rice. Yeah, sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. They're nothing covered in like kind of thick coloured sugar. Yeah, I didn't like them at all. They were way too sweet, um, and and the like underlying texture was just they're too powdery called, they're not and puffy. Savouries. No, they were too sweet. Too sweet. I, I never found they were the only purpose of them was to like colour your tongue. I didn't colour your tongue. I thought they did. No, what rainbow drops. I don't know what you're thinking of. Rainbow drops are just a puffed rice. With with a crispy sugar coating, and that rainbow drops for me are a bottle of Canada Dry ginger ale, a huge bag of rainbow drops, Final Fantasy VII oh. on the PlayStation, sitting in the caravan we had in the back garden with my friend Nick, playing through Final Fantasy VII oh. over a summer. That, that sounds that, nice. Oh, riches! Oh. I never, I never knew how it's good a big I had bottle it. of Coke for me, oh, and uh, uh, the one. loft. At my um, uh, mum's and dad's, well, my uncle's partner's house. Um, they were never actually married. Um, big bottle of Coke. Um, and her two boys, and me and my brother, playing Secret of Mama. Until far too late. Cola cubes. Um, nah, too sweet. 
Okay, so well, I mean, it's. Weird. I'm not, I'm not man keen. I'm just not man keen on them as a penny sweet. A cola bottle. I have a cola bottle. Obviously, well, we're not talking about cola bottles. Are you talking about a cola thing? I'm. I'm talking about a specific cola thing. This is like me saying, "Oh, a cola cube." No, but I'll have a glass of cola. That's sort of. That's with This is out with the realms of possibility. What are you? No, talking? it's not because they're both sweets. Describe a cola. Am I thinking of the wrong thing? What's okay. a cola cube? Imagine a cube. Yeah. Imagine if it tastes of cola. Yeah. Has it got sugar on the outside? I think the sugar is kind of baked into it's it, like, so it's, mm, it's not sugary like a pastile, but um, and then I think chewy on the inside. I don't know if I've had them. Ah, well, that's. I don't really want. All right, them, candy sticks. Let's go for that instead. What like? Um, do you mean like the ones that are a bit like the cigarette, fake cigarettes? Candy sticks. They're not the ones that are sold in cigarette, like sweet cigarette packets, because they're like chocolate wrapped in paper. I don't even think paper. you can get in those anymore. You, you probably shouldn't. Um, but the ones that are like in a big, they're, they're sold they from a shop. White and white powdery. powdery. Yeah. yeah, they used to be sold as like fake cigarettes. Yeah, candy cigarettes, yeah. but they weren't the ones in the packets. The ones in the packets, or no, it, it varies. Yeah, you were. could get ones that were chocolate wrapped in cigarette. Oh right, paper, I never had the chocolate. And ones. then you could get those ones in little packets, like little cigarette, and then you get like the bubblegum trading cards. Isn't it weird that they sold those like fake cigarette sweeties? Yeah, fake, fake pipes. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't like them. They're too powdery. Oh, I fucking too powdery. So and too there's, sweet. there's two different kinds. You can get ones that are kind of soft, and then ones that are brittle. No, I don't much care for the brittle ones, but the soft ones. Oh, what a candy! No, oh, no. good yeah. grief! Mm, too sweet. Yeah. Well then, I guess this is just like, what's your worst two out of a out of no, a rainbow drop and out of a? Come on, come on. Well, no, say it. it was a, a, it was a top three. Oh. I don't want to give you a three. All right, a, a cola, pe- a, a cola drop. cube that I've never. Pear drops are disgusting. Pear drops are great. Absolutely disgusting. The pointy. smell of them yeah, alone, like, a, like, an like acetone, it's yeah, horrible. Esters, like a mustard gas smell. It's absolutely horrible. Is that what? Is it related to like acetone? Is it's that a, why they smell so bad? It's an the smell is what comes like off Like an it. organic compound. A volatile organic compound. You're a volatile organic I compound. I am! You are. I am. Um, yeah, apparently it smells like mustard gas. Ugh. Yeah. They're horrible. I love a pear drop. Disgusting. UFOs. I do. What, do you mean like with the fizzy stuff in the middle? Yeah, it's a, com- foam... a communion wafer with sherbet. With sherbet. Yes, I love a UFO. I will happily eat a UFO. Um, oh. Partly because it's a sweet you can dick about with. Um, go on it, well it is like you Wait. you can nibble right so you you can so there's a bit of a race right so because the outside of the foam like the foamy bit what the foam? outside, oh you mean the, the wafery wafer. bit yeah it's quite foamy in texture so the it's wafer yeah so the wafer but it's quite thick rice paper yes um, <gasps> so my pen the wafer um it's kind of like a bit of a race against time to like nibble <laughs> right. your way all around the outside of the disc of the UFO before it like goes soft and reveals the sherbet before in the middle. Before you get all gob on it. Yeah, before you get all gob on, on the middle <laughs> bit. Um, and so you can either do it that way or you can like just nibble one end and then like open a little hole into the sherbet bit. Whoop, and then, and then whoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then kind of either suck it in, in which case you risk inhaling it and coughing embarrassingly um, or giving yourself like an asthma attack. Or you can kind of like tip it into your mouth a bit, which is the coward's option. Um, or you can like just shove a little finger no, in No, no, no. You, you squeeze it. You so can it squeeze it a bit, yeah. And then you stick your tongue in it. You've got to dab yeah, it as much as that. you can. Yeah, before, without touching the rice paper. Yeah, before yeah. all the rice paper goes all wet. Yeah, We've before, got... before it gets gobby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Edinburgh Rock. <laughs> so much promise, so little delivery. Right. Okay, Edinburgh Rock compared to standard like seafront rock. You're, you're bright sea rock, rock broadly. Um, but Edinburgh Rock is such a different beast. You can't say you can't lump the two together as the same kinds of rock. So I'd eat like a, a you know when you can get rock that's been like sliced into little sweet sized discs, yeah. discs, and then wrapped in whatever. Yeah. Oh, so you paper have the planet? Or I'll have that. I'll eat that. Right. Um, 
because it's oh, like it's got a limit. The problem with rock is that like once you're done with it, you once just you start, you've got a you're sticky. Just, you're just left with a kind of kind yeah, of, like a sticky like a sort stick. of yeah, like a sticky, gross sort of. Mm. And you don't know what to do with it. Like, can you put it in the fridge? Well, that's unhygienic. Can you wrap it up you again? I guess. Bit off, grim. Bite a bit off. Bite the no. grunge bit off. And then, like, if you leave it out, obviously it just becomes dusty. <laughs> well, what about Edinburgh Rock, which fixes that problem by being very powdery? You like it? You can snap a bit off, and it I don't goes like all it. It's too powdery. Too powdery. Yeah, but you're supposed to put it in your mouth. <laughs> um. Guy just knocks his glasses completely off kilter. I mean, they're still balanced on the bridge of my nose. Yeah, just not just, in the place they should be. Just not in a way that it's comfortable to look There's through. Any... Oh, oh, here they go. No, I had to move it with my hands, a coward's way out, because I didn't want my nose to smear human mm. grease on the inside of my uh, my glasses. Mm. Yeah, I don't like Edinburgh Rock. I like Edinburgh Rock. Do you like a gummy bear? I broke a tooth on a gummy bear Did once. You? How? They're not that hard. I don't know. Neither was of it my like teeth, a, apparently. Oh, was it a loose, like, baby tooth? Nope. Oh! Oh, yeah, I was a grown-up. This is in our relationship. What? What? Yeah, the back, when? back of a tooth. Um, I was walking near the BFI. Ah! Well, why does that make it worse? No, just, like, generally being an adult and having that. What is wrong with your teeth? Nothing. What? Gummy bears are soft. Yeah, that's what I Did thought. Did it stick to a filling or something? No, it wasn't a fit, just a bit came off. Oh! Yeah. Oh no, I was oh. I was horrified. Obviously I was horrified. But yeah, I like a gummy bear in spite of what they've done. It wasn't like a front tooth. It was not Ash I got a little chip out of one of my front teeth that I can feel. You can't really see it. I need to get oh, these. Yeah, I, see it. I need to get my front teeth sorted. I need to get my teeth sorted. Well you've not been chewing on your, on your wood block, have you? Ha ha. No, I've just got massive sticky out front teeth that I got from my mum. I really need to get them filed down. Hang on, those massive sticky out front teeth, aren't they the pretend front teeth? No, nothing are. Oh, but those are real. They're just massive. Oh, because every time you said yeah. that these these teeth are pretend, I'm like, no, well, they friends. Oh, I don't, well, don't yeah. touch them. Ugh, stop it. Yeah. Stop. Put them away. Stop no. being on No. Why no. <laughs> are you like this? You mean the best. Oh, this is episode fifty-two. Is it? Oh. If you started listening to this podcast on the first of January. Then this would take you all the way through the year if you listened a year a year at a time, <laughs> a week at a time. That's that quite impressive. Feels foolish. Is it more foolish than the doing of this? But I respect it. Um, this is potato, a, potato. A year's worth of stuff, and if we can manage to not be ill and not fanny about, we might be able to consistently churn out another year of stuff, which would be nice. I'd like that. I mean, you know, things will happen as they inevitably do, but we'll do our best. <laughs> We do what we can with what oh, we We got. should probably talk about Garfield <clears throat> at some point. You reckon? Yeah, probably. You've, you've, we've, we've, we've gone through all notable happenings. Phone I was calls. just thinking, is there anything to talk about? How would you trick Update Alan the viewers Sugar? on. How, How would you? I trick Callan Sugar? Um, I would send him something that massages his ego. So, like, I'd send a picture of, um, I'd fake a letter from some school children. Right. Um, like some primary school children who are learning about entrepreneurs and like the early history of computing or something like that, you know. Um, and I'd get like a, a fake letter from them writing to Alan Sugar about like, um, you know, we we really admire you and all the rest of it. But I'd get like a load of details like subtly wrong in the letter, so he'd feel compelled to respond. I was going to say to what end, but so the end here is to show that Alan Sugar would would contradict. 
and would correct a bunch of yes. primary school children. Yes. Now, in an officious way. Shall we do this? No. Because we've, we've, no. we've got a printer. No. And between the two of us, we can write five wobbly signatures each. No. No? No. Okay. No. I feel like it we've... feels too close to fraud. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but hypothetically, Hi- that hypothetically. is what I would do. Um, or I'd get like, um, you know, like say the kids are kind of signing up for, you know, there's like a, a school initiative and can he send them a picture of himself like doing a thumbs up next to a um, a, sign, a sign saying like, I don't know, uh, Canterbury under 10s netball team. So Amstrad was, like that, was our you know. M sugar trading, right? Yeah. We had an Amstrad. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Bit, bit shitty, but it did the job. I think it's because it was cheap. The school, well, relatively. The, the, the first school, or rather the, the junior school that I went to, um, all used Acorn computers, and they suggested to parents that they get for their children to use or for the household an Acorn computer. And I'm really glad we didn't because yeah. what the fuck are you gonna do with an Acorn computer? What did you have at home then? I just like a, a knackered old, old like four eight six or something. Yeah, yeah. knackered old PC. With yeah. um, the like choosing whether you had a Tandy or a what's name graphics card, I never yeah. knew. I like how are you supposed to know what's inside your computer? It's it's it's. Well, you build it yourself. I remember well, helping Dad to build one in like well, late, say nineteen ninety three or later on in life. Then yes, you learn what these things are. But for for the time being, like when you're when you're, it's just a mystery thing, and then yeah. you, I've got very fun talking for like the candy cigarettes, the little candy sticks, playing Airquake. Which was a mod for Quake, which was just little like um, pixelated or voxelated, not voxelated, like pixelated three D fighter jet reskin mm. of Quake, and you played it in a third person view with bots, just wanging it around in this three D environment. I remember that being one of the most magical things. I did you ever experience Ken's Labyrinth? No, we did. There was a lot of stuff we just didn't have Ken's because was it was a shareware you game. You know, upbringing of you know very strict stuff and also no money. Ken's Labyrinth, well, a shareware game didn't have to pay for it. Yeah, but that was that, if it didn't come under, if it it had to come in like the sweet spot in the Venn diagram of is this very very cheap to the point where it's either free or cost next to nothing and therefore it's in a bargain bin, and um. Does this have anything even remotely interesting in it um, <laughs> that that could be perceived as? Um, oh, there's been something. Some cat activity yeah. could be perceived as satanic. It's, yeah. Um, well, or, or was this was this free of things that could be perceived as something yeah. that and you know evangelical nutjobs would object to? And there's this tiny, tiny little sliver of stuff at the intersection of those two Venn diagrams. Well, and Ken's Labyrinth we contained both Hocus and Pocus. <clears throat> yeah, that wouldn't it have been was, allowed. It was around the same time as, as Wolf 3D. And just this really weird 3D labyrinth that you'd wander around, flinging various things at enemies. And it was just that kind of odd, haunted strangeness that you got a very early days It's very PC particular, games. yeah. There is a very particular kind of feel to them, wasn't there? But it's because it was made by people in their... Ah, now here's the thing. It's because it was made by people in their bedrooms before the whole cycle of computer games happened and then things went back to people making things in their bedrooms and then making things in their the bedrooms first time round. with the aesthetics of things that were... So you get like games yeah. now that are indie games 
that are like, oh, there is something haunted to this, or oh, it does something with the files on your computer, or oh, you think it's this kind of game, you think it's a darts game, but actually it's the story about it's the hauntology. Somebody, it's yeah. the taking the sort of you know the future that could have been. Yeah, and and so there, I I do wonder whether that is touching or looping or looking back on this different world. This, oh, no this, doubt. This world of like bedroom programming. Yeah, no then, doubt. Which were making things largely unintentionally that were haunted. I mean, some of it was related to the, um, you know, simple, simple things like the memory capacity yeah. and the processing power of the computer. You know, you, you had to have empty mazes and empty rooms and sort of creepy looking stuff because the graphics couldn't be any better. Yeah, if, you, if, you, you can, if you want walls you can, that you could travel You can have more than two things on screen, yeah. yeah. So it's just, just, yeah, an interesting sort of how after, like, bedroom programmers passing out games on on floppy disks and cassette tapes. Cassette tapes, yeah. Then a huge, like, industry is built and making games became broadly inaccessible. Still, like, accessible mm. to bedroom programmers if you're doing your cue basics and you're fanning about. But then it became... There, there was a point I where think I think... Was, I think I'd, I'd be really interested. I completely know what you mean. I'd, I'd be interested to know if it's the... What the tipping point was. I suspect it's distribution. I suspect it's increased download rates... Um, distribution increased, and increased tool, processing, tools being yeah, increased so processing RPG power, maker, game yeah. maker, all this sort of thing. Increased processing power within the the home computer. Well, you, you, it's, I think it's now that you don't have to do machine code or no basic or that sort of thing. Well, yeah, there you are those can, tools you to can do it as well. Literally, just yeah. use a tool, put something weird together, and then put it out in the yeah. world. And it, and that's it's great. Now, Democratization oh, yeah, it's of it is brilliant. And, it, and it's yeah. now, it's just really interesting that there was this time when it was a little cottage industry, mm. a huge technological boom, vast companies came and went and now there's still that obviously like you've got your rock stars you've got your ubai softs and all of that sort of mm. thing and then there are people like making baba is you and there celeste. are people making celeste yeah. there's people making these 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 little interesting things telling their stories mm. in a in an interesting way and i yeah just a nice thing to see and also interesting to see the, the amount of those that are a bit haunted like doki doki literature club inscription things like that where there is oh it's this kind of game but they, but it's not yeah i think some of that like oh i'm playing around with your files has been slightly overdone mm. um but i i like that sort of fourth wall breaking element to things i mean it was what was it stanley parable over it's called that did it like in in the mainstream but i mean you know fish and mailed and all that Hideo Kojima yeah. doing it, what, back in the... Was it the 2000? When did Metal Gear Solid 2 come out? 2001. Was it 1 or 2 that we did that? It was 1, I think, Fish and Mailed was, two, was, it was Metal Gear two. Solid 2. Because, because it was all about what what's, what can you trust and what can't you trust and yeah. what do you do when there's so I mean, much the information. First, the first Metal Gear Solid had And that was 2001 or 2002? That was 2001. 2001. Uh, Metal Gear Solid had Psycho reading your memory card. Yes. So if you was had, that 98? Sorry, I don't know then. If you had any other Konami games, like Castlevania... Pro Evolution Soccer, yada yada. When you meet Psycho Mantis, he'd be like, ah, I see. And then he'd talk about how you've played, whether you're spotted a lot, whether you've killed a lot of people. But then he'd be like, I see you're a Castlevania fan. And if you, like, at the time, mm. what the fuck? <laughs> like, how can you see? How the fuck do you know that? Yeah, and yeah. and reading your memory card at that point and, and taking a step out of the game. And using some like because you yeah, wouldn't think that I've it... always I've always felt a little bit with Kojima like he's kind of he's he's a, a f frustrated director with a set of gimmicks in mm. search of a game 
And sometimes that really works. Sometimes that combination, absolutely, like he nails it. And sometimes it's a bit like, eh. Like the gameplay of Metal Gear... He just wants to put Mad Mickelson's bum on everything. And I deeply respect that. The the gameplay of like Metal Gear Solid Five is fucking incredible. And the story is all over the shop. It's an unfinished game and it's not... it, it, It really... I think it missed what it was aiming for. Metal Gear Solid 2 is an incredible experience. It's an incredible, like, as far as foresight goes. Yeah. About, uh, we've talked about this a lot yeah, on this podcast, yeah, about yeah. context, information devoid of context, yeah. and just the constant churning a of, of... Yeah, a stream of, of, of data without any kind yeah. of underlying... And then playing with the, playing with yeah. the player's ideas, everything in the lead-up to it made it look like you were playing a snake the whole way through... Then the subversion of that that you're playing is right. Well, we're coming up to spooky season, and I think it's time, you know, to to recall. But I remember saying this. Remember when we watched that? I don't know if we've mentioned this, but we must have talked about it before. You know, the Inside Number Nine that was the live special at Halloween. Oh yes. And they, um, they, the the supposed broadcast that they were doing, like it all looked a little bit, um, you know, kitchen sink drama. And I remember thinking at first, like. This is all going to go they're a bit, going a bit, they're going a bit funny. They're going to go a bit funny. And then the sound dropped out. And like Twitter was just full of people going like, oh, I knew there was going to be technical stuff. I'm turning over. I'm turning over. I'm like, no, no, they're doing a ghost watch. Yeah, this is it. This is fish and mailed, people. How are you online and yet not sort of deeply immersed in the well, tropes? And I can completely understand, you know, to a certain extent, people expect that, you know, and, and like, fine. But specific- there was a very small section of people who were going like, no, shh, shh. Yeah. Let them do this. Specifically with this inside, is a ghost watch, which was 1992. Because inside number nine is <coughs> is so about tropes. There's mm. one episode that's entirely commedia dell'arte, like yes. with the masks and the character yes, archetypes and somebody talking to the audience. Like it's a show. About sometimes, tropes. sometimes it pays. It's a bit like what we were saying about what I was saying about Kojima just then. They're, they're a methodology in search of a medium, um, and sometimes it pays off spectacularly, like with the live one, which was brilliant. Um, and genuinely scared the shit out of me because I like horrible ghost things. Mm. Um, and I and I I love the the so the bit for me that was very very good was the bit with the announcer in the middle. I don't remember. It was, so yeah, there's like two bits that I particularly remember. One was where they like went they cut to the you know the the actual BBC two um, technical difficulties slide and the announcer, and then they had like whispering underneath whenever. She was saying something. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and it was and it was barely audible. Um, and I I like that whole kind of like playing with to what extent is what you're looking at or or perceiving part of the gimmick? Is it part of the show? And I think that's something that I'm you know I'm interested in relation to China Mayville as well. That I know I've discussed previously, and I'm going to sort of do them in my in my MA. I think it's about what how much of it in in a world where everything is self referential and self conscious, what is part of the show? Um, and, and how can you tell the difference? And does that difference matter? Um, and, you know, Metal Gear Solid 2 says, yes, it absolutely does, but good fucking luck telling the difference. <laughs> and I think that's part of the interest of it. I wrote about this in my in the essay that I put on the Patreon thing. So, patrons, if you've not read it, go and have a look. Do recaps essay. As soon as I, as soon as I, I've, I've got an idea for another one, actually, that I'm, Ooh, yeah. What's that? Um, it was, it's about, I've got opinions about genre and genre gatekeeping. Um, so, yeah. And that's partly to do with like high culture and low culture and the difference between and how, again, they're kind of like, it, it's about um, what what's part of the show? How, how do you know? How do you, how do you well, sort part, of delineate things? Why should you delineate things? What's the purpose of... The part of the show is the stuff that's on the stage. The stuff that's not part of the show is Kermit running around in the background trying to get everything organised with Scooter. 
Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because that okay. that bit's the show, yeah. and then the other bit's the the behind the scenes stuff. You're profoundly irritating sometimes, and I congratulate you for oh, it. I was just about to say, <laughs> coming from you, that is a very high compliment, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yes. So what were we talking about? Oh, the inside number nine thing. Yeah, and then at the very, very end, um, they had like the whole... A big went, ghost. Yeah, well, no, it had all gone to shit, and it was like clear what they'd done with it, as in they had done a ghost watch. Um, <clears throat> it went to the BBC Two slide, and then it was like the kind of usual music that they have, like that kind of relaxing sort of saxophone but they warped the tape mm. so it kind of sped up and slowed down a bit and like real hairs on the back of the neck like this is horrible stuff and i think some of that is kind of goes back to what we're talking about in the video games that do that um and i think if it's done well it can work really nicely um <clears throat> but it can get overwrought and a bit overused and i think what was so surprising to me was that people um, and I'm not in any way like dunking on mm. people who fell for it because you know why we're all done it. You know? it. It was made in such a way that people, some people were going to absolutely, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole point. That's yeah. the whole point. But also, there's like a certain degree of like it was quite refreshing that people did because mm. we're so a lot of people are so steeped in um, you know the the here is how you do things and and here's what sort of postmodern stuff is and here's how you undermine something and. and now and the, here, the tropes of things and I, I was like just i was literally going on twitter this is fish and mail to you guys come here, on here is a question is that refreshing that people were caught out or does this tie into what we talked about a little while ago about a lack of media criticism a lack of like awareness of what media can do and that if you're if you're watching something from a series that is kind of metatextual, like the, the crossword episode of Inside yeah, Number Nine, when it actually that, had a that crossword was in the Guardian. that was genius. That like, was that was a stroke that, of genius. Yeah, the, the whole show is about doing little, or rather, generally the show is like uses that sort of thing a lot. And so if you're watching that and then the sound cuts out, There's is the degree... fact that you watch that and then think, "Well, I'm going to turn over," a failing I, either on your part to have not understood what you're watching or on the world's part and like your education's part and the system's part. I don't part. think it's either. I think I think there's an element there is an element of a kind of gatekeeping joke about it in the it, it If you stick around long enough. If you stick you around long it. enough you you're probably doing that because you get the joke. Hey like um, with this episode oh, this where episode, we're now in the yeah. good bit yeah. after 45 <laughs> minutes of absolute horseshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah I think there's a certain degree of that. Um and I mean it comes back to that kind of question of media literacy and I think that's this is the kind of flip side of media literacy meaning that um, you know, folks might not necessarily understand when there's something getting an email going forward, 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 forward. You know, they might not automatically switch on the metacognitive processes required to reflect on what, what, why am I being, why sent, am I being sent this? What What's is the purpose of this? Benefit? It's yeah. not just the content, it's the meta content, you know, the <laughs> what, what, what happens when you click into the properties of whatever piece of media this is. Yeah. Um, and that's you know that that is and we're all as i've said before none of us are immune to propaganda you know that can we can all get bypassed by it and yeah. it can kind of reach into the hindbrain and you just you know but that's why you have to kind of have a sense check and like a little bit of a hang on a minute um, and that's that's, that's one of the ways that that sense check gets bypassed like yeah like with the this is the only time you can do this you think that sounds strange you do what it says it turns out correct. And you're like, oh, the strange thing. It turns out it is correct. Yeah. That's the only check I need to it's do. It's the only check, And then yes. it's the bigger check around it of like, what if I add a year? What if I subtract yeah. a year? What if I it's a, it's change a, the constraints it's, of what's it's, been said? It's a sort of, it's a communicative piece of sleight of hand. 
it's the equivalent of the magician's patter as he moved the egg under the table. Mm. Um, you don't notice the egg because you're too busy thinking about that little colourful handkerchief that is fluttering in your face. Um, and I think it, it, it requires a lot of, yeah, as I've said before, a lot of cognitive effort to do that. And some days you just don't have that, which is why I absolutely abhor any kind of charlatan who takes advantage of someone in a vulnerable position. Oh, God, yeah. Um, to grift... Um, you know, money, essentially. That goes from everything from mediums through to right-wing podcasters, through to homeopathy, YouTubers, VTubers, anyone like that. There is a special circle of hell reserved for them. Anyone who takes advantage of someone who is in a vulnerable position or just takes advantage of someone generally. You you know, actually, all of you, if if you're listening and you Mm. shouldn't be, a special circle of hell reserved for you. Go and think about what you've done. Vimes thing about when you start treating people like objects. Oh, it was Brown Granny Weatherworks. Granny Weatherworks, there we go. It's when you start treating people as things. Speaking of treating oh, people as things. Oh, do we have things, to? Let's talk fine. about the ultimate thing. Yeah, the, fine. The most object <clears throat> of all objects. Repackaged, sold. Hey, I do quite like that even... Yeah, like our podcasts do occasionally touch on things that are worth talking about. It takes a while to get through, but then we have quite a nice conversation. And uh, that's one of the things I fell in love with you about. Aww. Having an interesting conversation. Having an interesting conversation. Because I'm full of horseshit. You really are. <laughs> you re- we occasionally I... get comments on the Patreon saying, like, Catherine is so smart. Catherine oh. thinks too much. Thoughts. Were a mistake. Were a mistake. Get back in the ocean. <laughs> I need to log in. Can you send you me the Patreon log login, please? Are you going to start funneling the money into your Channel Islands account? No, I just want to... What are you doing? Having a stretch because my back's starting to hurt. Having a stretch because my back is hurting. I'm sitting here because I have been working, doing things. Hurry up. I don't want to talk about Garfield. About Garfield. Going to make some money so we can make our meals. We're sitting in a chair with a microphone recording a podcast when we're at home. I Garfield's will go there upstairs with Odie as well. Go back to illustrated bed. in the comic book cell. Jim Davis. Right, yeah, so that's... in the first panel, Garfield is looking exceptionally glum, as is Catherine. After that debacle. That was, you said hurry up, and then I did quite a fast bit of freestyle. That was tolerable. Um, Garfield you. is, he's sort of, he's, we get like the front part of him. He's a close up <laughs> on his face. He's lying down. He's got his chin resting on his paw. And this is quite a funny now, face. There is something quite disgusting about this Garfield. And I don't know if it's because it he's, he's like. fat? It, no, no, it's because it, like his face is, because he's fat. What, like, what kind of internet trouble are you trying to no, get me No, no, I mean like. Well, I'm trying to figure out what it could be because there's nothing different about it. No, look, his, there is a width to his face and a, and a stubbiness. Like it, but I think that's because he's kind of like squished himself I up know, against his paws. So listen, there's something about how squished his face is, how wide his face is, how like his his muzzly bits seem more extent, like seem longer than usual. He's got like a real something, glum facial expression. There's something like. Oh, Late nineties special effects of an old man with too much Little face bit, skin, yeah. like a kind of like a Men in Black kind of. He's looking very despondent, and he's saying to himself, "Come on, Garfield, he snap out, in a way, snap out of this look. deep blue funk." So, what if a dog moved in? Deep blue funk. I like that expression. Yeah, because like blue is fine. A deep funk is fine. 
a being blue is a thing. A deep, a blue, deep sea. blue funk is not a thing, is it? I don't know. I think it might be a little bit of a mashup of words, but it could be. Oh, Maybe no. it's an Americanism. Well, ding, 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 ding. Deep blue We've sea. We've just touched on say. a um, touched on a comment <clears> almost <throat> certainly. What does a deep blue funk mean? Well, probably. I mean, it's clearly bloody obvious from context. What? It well, yeah, but I'm just trying to work but out whether it's, whether it's a known yeah. phrase, given that we had people questioning someone what Lawsy Lawsy was. Um, so, yeah, he's looking extremely glum. His, one of his eyes is at a slight angle or other. Oh, again, if you're listening to this and you've not seen the podcast, not seen the podcast, not seen the comic, uh, do please draw it. Once again, um, MVP, Stupidity Vortex on Twitter, churning Absolutely out wonderful stuff. Astonishing. Other people have also provided um, yeah. good stuff, but the consistency, my it's good grief. Um, um, yeah, so the, the first panel... His so ears are cocked this in would, a direction. This is a three-panel comic, but the first panel, in inverted commas, is split into two. Yeah. Which is a four-panel comic. You're making things very complicated. Yeah, it's technically four panels, but in terms of the space... Four that it, panels? In terms of panels the, for four. In terms of the space that it would take up in the newspaper. <laughs> panels for four. <laughs> and he's gone now. Yeah, it's like when I decided that I was the hamburger. <laughs> and my job was ergling hams. Ergling hams, hams. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. A ham, is it? Looks like something's going to get ergled. <laughs> a ham, Oh, Christ. Right. Um, yes. And then in the second. Also, I'll just say that his back, the back end of Garfield. So we see his face, and then his body is sort of segmented like a big worm. Yeah, I think we're meant to like see him being all kind of squished up. Squished up. up. Um, well, and then in the second panel, which is quite sudden, long and narrow. Yeah, quite a, quite a switch here. Like, it's, quite, it's very tall, very narrow. Garfield is immediately more upright. Yeah. His ears are pointed in the same direction. He's got a smile going on. There's a there's a look he's of looking, plotting. He's, yeah, well, I, I'm not sure about plotting so much as like he's, he's, he's given himself a pep talk, mm. um, and we see a perkier Garfield, particularly compared to the first panel. And I will say um, that Davis's decision to split the first what we think of as the first square panel into a two thirds and then a third. Um, actually helps with the contrast between them because the first two thirds it's kind of like a, it gives an opportunity for a bit more space it's flat it's yeah. a bit more horizontal There's some dynamism yeah and then in the um, second very narrow the, vertical panel um, it kind of yeah it's like that physical perking up yeah because it's, it's yeah. taller and it's, it's thinner his, yeah. his body is straighter and, yeah. it, and it gives the impression of that kind of yeah. movement and his ears are very your shoulders, bringing your yeah. chest yeah. out and he's saying you can handle it cheer up and he's giving himself a little pep panel look. three there is an oval of uh, of colour Garfield is quite small and in the background, I think, echoing what we looking, had yesterday. Uh, looking like a bulldog if you piss off a thistle. Yeah. Um, and Odie, again, very similar. Let's just quickly pop back to the previous panel. Uh, Odie, previous panel, previous strip. Uh, Odie bounces once again across the middle panel, um, which we saw in last week's episode. Uh, Odie is almost identical, only his tongue is out. And there's a series of bounce marks where he's been going. He's pranking again like a lamb. There's a little shadow underneath him. His tongue is out with some slaver firing off mm. here, there, and yon. His tail is upright and waggling back and forth. His ears are pointing forwards like weird kelpy fingers. Uh, his eyes are quite bulbous and a bit crossed. Um, once again, his nose with the two little bits of whiskers looks like the whiskers of the eyebrows of a mole creature. Mm. That is a separate scenario. Garfield frowning a storm up in the background. Odie bipping across in the front. Um, which Odie he... is the life and soul of the party here. He's he's just dumb, brainless enthusiasm compared to Garfield in the background, who is utterly despondent. Um, quick bit of uh, correspondence for the despondent hound. Um, 
a, a friend of the podcast, uh, lovely Anna, uh, said that her boyfriend described Nemi as the Garfield of Goths. <laughs> and I think that's very, very true. Oh, it's not wrong. I... I've I've expressed opinions about Nemi before. I think we've all expressed I? opinions. Yeah, about it's all a bit nightmare before Christmas, isn't it? Unlike stripy black and purple nightmare leggings. Nightmare before Christmas had some uh, merit and skill yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Odie bounces. Oh, quack yourself! Well, there was a honk outside. I don't know if the <laughs> thing picked it up. Welcome but... to the honkcast. We've yeah. got honky sounds. Watching a grumpy cat. I've got me excited hound. We're doing this on my lunch break and I've got a meeting in a bit. We've all got meetings. Buy, sell, buy, sell. Third third panel, Garfield. Fourth panel. Sorry, yeah, fourth panel. Um, Garfield has his head thrown back and raised to the the sky. His arms out in supplication. His very pear-shaped body. um, And he's saying, take me now, Lord, in, again, what we presume is despair because a dog has appeared. Because a dog is being very enthusiastic and it's not matching Garfield's energy. Now, this panel, final panel... Take me now, Lord. Arms spread out, head tilted backwards, mm. appealing to the heavens. That's quite funny. It's quite funny. This panel here, OD the dog, proinking, furious cat in the background. So the middle panel. Middle panel, that's quite funny. Uh, the first two panels, making effectively the first panel, yeah. quite dynamic, yeah. quite interesting. Yeah. I like the faces involved, apart from yeah. the fact that the first face horrifies yeah. me. As a unit, not so much. No, I was literally just about to say, yeah, so this is this is one of those things where the sum of its parts is somehow less than the individuals. Yeah, because that, um, that's quite a... Fun. Take me now, yeah. Lord. Like that, as a pin badge or as a T-shirt, Garfield spreading yeah. himself out to heaven, praying for rapture. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Great. Really silly. Bit of carrot... Like, the, the middle panel is a story in itself. A little fat cat looking at a bouncy, svelte dog who's an excited idiot and then a and then a Marty cat mm. in the background. That's storytelling. That's yeah. that's well drawn. It's yeah. full of character. Yeah. And then the first the first two think, panels are just some I think it's thing. because the collective whole is just too obvious. Is it too obvious because we live in 2022? I don't think so. No, actually. I, I think I think it draws on the kind of like well established tropes of cat versus dog. I know, but in this particular way, I I wonder in 1978. This was not revolutionary. I I'd be slapping my thigh, I reckon. If, no. In a world without no, Garfield, no, if this no, Garfield because it, you, you already have Tom and Jerry, you already have cat versus dog, you already have you yeah, know, the eternal still, story of then. natural that's, conflict. Yeah, but that's I, I just don't think it's 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 middle of the road stuff, which is exactly where Garfield positions itself. So in that sense, it's incredibly successful. I genuinely think that this, in the time it was released, would be funnier than it is now. Probably, I, yeah. Funny, think, funnier than it is now, I will happily concede. Yeah, like I might not be wiping my eyes. Yeah, I'll but concede. It might be like a, because, a, a, like a sensible chuckle. Yeah, because as discrete panels, they're worth a chuckle. Yeah. And then, yeah, as the whole, we're too steeped in Garfield to know where it is. Yeah. We're too steeped in Garfield to reasonably be expected be to call right a city sea cargo. Um, we're going to have to go to the things because I'm going to have to go shortly. Oh, my name's Kat. I like reading the comments section. I don't. So welcome to the comments section Ugh. at Catherine's specific request. No. Sonic Wind, G Garfield is having a dog around the house that bad? There's four replies to this. So presumably, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. yes, indeed, says Benny. Boy, he's a cat. Uh, a Crystal cat. says he's yeah. a cat, a cat. Uh, he loathes dogs, especially the stupid ones, says pets of the comics. Again, good gimmick. Uh, Vulo, the face bar, calm down, everyone. I know this is a divisive strip. All lovers of Garfers and we love Garfield, Platonic Alley. Should be able to get along here. I'm a premium member. Hello. We think this is a listener. 
Probably, yeah. I think there might be. There's some degree of archness to it. And you I know, don't trust it. Yeah, I don't trust them. Um, if they Princess, are, I mean, you know, settle down, Beavis. Settle down, Beavis. <laughs> yeah. um, we can't tell you what to do. No. Uh, Angel Princess 72, his attempt at cheerfulness did not go well. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for explaining the joke. Uh, that's, that's the reply to the Twitter joke, isn't it? Yeah. Trying to improve it. Yeah. Uh, probably not, says Art Tucker. And he will never get over it, says M.I. M.I. has also posted just below that to say, I find it hard to believe that John takes care of Odie like he was his and Lyman sort of disowning him like that, which is a sentence that doesn't make sense. I, I get I get the gist. I, someone is deeply, deeply immersed in yeah, Garfield, Garfield Law. Build. Well, no, if, <coughs> if they were immersed in Garfield Law, they will know that in a few episodes of this podcast time, mm. spoiler warning, we see, o, we see Odie being not necessarily mistreated by... Lyman, but you know, bonking him on the bum with a newspaper, Tre- treating we him. Do? We do, yeah. Wow, treating most, him. So, so someone's responded to that with um, most people don't even remember Odie was Lyman's originally. With the disappearance of Lyman, it's like he ceased to exist for any but the fans with good recall. Oh, God, imagine being a Garfield fan with good the recall. Paul Verhoeven film, Fans with Good uh, Recall, starring was it Paul Verhoeven that did Total Recall? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Why do I think it was Verhoeven? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Don't worry, Garfield. You will have some fun with him later on. Bullzell, first four-panel Garfield comic. No, it's not. Flat out not true. Cookie uh, Hang on, wait, 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 wait. Are you there's looking at a, Paul um, Verhoeven? Uh, there's a... No, I'm saying... Oh, is there a reply? There's a, there's a reply. Oh, sorry, there's a reply um, to that. Uh, Crustel. It was Paul Verhoeven. No, there was another one before this. There's yes, several before yes, this. there was. I always knew Garfield was a Christian, and it's reassuring to hear that. <laughs> He needs to work on his deadly sins, gluttony and sloth. You know what? I always knew Garfield was a Christian. It's quite a funny comment. That's quite funny. A good, a good Christian cat. I, I, it's funny, but probably... I don't know if the person who posted it knows if it's funny or not. Do you think that... Yeah, is that a sincere post? It could be. It could be a sincere post. Hungry for Christmas says the Lord refused. Fact that animation. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, five, 15 days ago, says R.I.P. Garfield. Well, fair enough. Which is ironic, because Garfield, in a very real sense, will outlive us all. Yes. And that's what this is. This is a, a tiny act of protest. Yes. Um, against I, I need to get general. moving in a minute, because I do have a meeting, and also I need to have a bit of a stretch. Yeah, no, that's completely fine. Uh, folks, that's the end of the podcast. It is. If you've Thank you enjoyed this, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash IDL. Picture's done. Catherine has finally finished the picture. We've been talking about it for so many episodes. It's going out in the next There's day. There's been illness also. in the family. Um, if you're a six pound a month backer and you've not provided your address, do it. I'll send out a reminder once this thing yeah, goes live. And I'm going to work on that. Um, essay for we'll the next few days. If you're in a foreign country, don't worry about it. We'll cover the costs of postage. Um, I think we're be... covering the postage anyway. For everyone, yeah. yeah. For but everyone, I wanted to because yeah. we had at least one person say, "Oh, I'm a bit far off." Oh yeah, and you'll I get one. Say, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've been you'll a bit slow one. on six pound a month rewards because of illnesses. Yeah, absolutely, get one. Uh, six pound a month gets you just misc stuff and early access. £3 a month get you early access. Both tiers get you access to I Don't Like Birthdays. There have been two episodes of that so far. One covering the day of Elizabeth II's funeral and one covering the day of Catherine I's boyth. Um, there's also a £10,000 a month tier if you're Jim Davis. If and only if you're Jim Davis. Yep. If you're not Jim Davis, leave it alone. That's not for you. Um, tweet us at IDLM. IDLM podcast. At IDLM Podcast on yep. Twitter. You can also um, email us, IDLM Podcast at gmail.com. If you like this and you 
just can't be asked to support us financially. I don't blame you. But do tell your friends. Write a review. We're still getting new listeners to this. It's which lovely. kind of blows It really, my mind. really helps if people if can share can, it. Yeah, yeah, if you fancy taking a moment to tweet about it or it's to tell your friend or to, have to write, I don't like Mondays, brackets the podcast, close bracket, and then just leave it under a bush. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be... Yeah, in a remote location. In a remote location. Paint it on the underside of a rock and hoy that rock into the sea. Yeah. Um, and then is, the fish can listen. Then the fish can listen. Aww. And they'll be like, actually, there's a reason why we call it sea cargo, and it's a deep and rich cultural history. <laughs> Catherine, do you have anything to say about the concept of bloody well Mondays? I object to them on principle. They're all right, broadly. Just a fucking day, isn't it? Yeah.